God's word be heard through him who is the word, Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. If you have a seat. Did everybody outside get a seat? Okay, great. Well, happy Father's Day to all of our fathers who are present with us and a special prayer of thanksgiving for those fathers who are no longer with us. I thought I'd begin today with a Father's Day sort of story. The story goes, mother was busy in the kitchen uh, getting lunch ready for the family. Guess where dad was? Sitting in the living room, reading the Sunday paper, while mom's doing all the work in the kitchen. But it was Father's Day, so it was okay that day. They'd just come home from church. They'd been to the Chapel of the Transfiguration in Moose, Wyoming. They heard a dynamic sermon. Might not be this one, but they heard one that day. They heard some wonderful music. Got to sing some familiar hymns as well. And they enjoyed a loving congregation. That would be you folks out there. While Dad is reading the Sunday paper, their 18-month-old daughter was preparing a special tea party to celebrate Father's Day with her father. She had one of those little miniature tea sets. You've seen them, haven't you? She got it as a birthday gift. If you want one, they sell them over at uh, Meaner's, Meaner's Place. I saw them there the other day. That's a commercial for them. And Anyway, enough of that. So she has her miniature tea set with her. And she's preparing a tea party for her father. And after several cups of imaginary tea, which was really just plain water, of course, Dad called his wife and said, Honey, you've got to come in here. You have to come in and see how creative and imaginative our daughter is. So the wife came in from the kitchen, and she watched Dad take his last sip of imaginary tea, which is just water. And she said, Honey, did it ever occur to you that the only place that 18-month-old child could get water was the toilet bowl. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> to all of our fathers who are present today, I hope your gift, whatever it might be, is a little more palatable than the gift that this father received from his 18-month-old daughter on Father's Day. On this Father's Day weekend, my thoughts are drawn to my own father, who died way too young at age 62, and to my father-in-law, whom I actually knew longer than my own father, who died in the shadow years of his life at age 94, and to myself as a father, wondering if I could do it all over again, what I might have done a little differently than I did the first time. I know none of you have ever had that thought before, I'm sure. I also think of myself as a father and a pastor to this congregation, the Chapel of the Transfiguration, during the month of June. And ultimately, my thoughts are drawn to my Heavenly Father, who loves each of us unconditionally, as no earthly father could ever do, who gave his only son so that we might have the benefits of eternal life, 
both in this lifetime and in the one yet to come. The benefits of peace, of hope, and love. In today's gospel, we see the father's son rebuking the wind and rebuking the sea, calming the storm around the disciples and within the disciples as well. And thanks to the Father's gift to us of his Son, Jesus Christ, he continues to calm the storms within us and around us as well, just as he did in today's Gospel. And I can't think of a better Father's Day present that is given to all of us, male and female alike. We just need to claim it for ourselves, to receive it, and then to share it with others around us. The good news for each of you and for me is that Jesus is still in the business of calming storms. And this is good news because wherever there are people, there will be storms. Two or three of us get together, there's often a storm of one sort or another. These storms may be personal, raging in our individual hearts and in our minds, or storms in our social and interpersonal relationships, or storms with our family, or storms with society at large, storms caused by illness, marital divorce, or the death of a loved one, a storm within one's own soul can have tragic consequences can lead to jealousy, anger, bitterness, greed, pride, and even guilt. The same is true of the storms in our marriages, between us and our children, or in the workplace, or the world as a whole, which is very evident to me each time we pray the prayers of the people on Sunday morning and offer intercessory prayer for crises all around the world. My thoughts are drawn this weekend to the tragedy that took place at an African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston. The storm that happened there a few days ago. And as the news folks have told us over the years, it has happened time and time again for some 200 years. It's time for that storm to be gone and calmed forever. Ultimately, storms that rage within us they can't be calmed by ourselves. We can't always calm it ourselves. It is only through the power and the presence and the love of Jesus Christ that we can find true peace in the midst of the raging sea that is often each of our lives or in the lives of the world around us. The promise of today's gospel is that God will be present with us in the midst of any and every storm that we may encounter. He will be in the boat with us just as Jesus was in the boat with the disciples in today's gospel. So we need not panic, my friends. 
We need not panic either when the situation may appear totally bleak. The Lord of the church is in the boat with us. We need not become immobilized because the Lord of the storm is in the boat with each of us as well. Will those clouds dissipate immediately? There's no guarantee about that. We know that from personal experience. Will we no longer have to struggle with our problems and issues? This is never promised either. Will we henceforth prosper as a television evangelist so often promise us? I say probably not. So it may not sound like much of a promise after all. It may not sound that this promise is all that great after all. But the promise was for many before us. It got Noah and his family through a storm for some 40 days and 40 nights. It enabled David, as we heard in that first reading, to confidently stand before a giant of a man whose name was Goliath. The promise got the Jews out of Egypt and through 40 years in the desert. It got Mary and Joseph through an unexpected nine months of pregnancy. It got Jesus through the crucifixion. And it got St. Paul through one calamity after another. As we heard in our second reading today, we're told with great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonment, riots, labors, sleepless nights, and hunger. By purity and knowledge, patience and kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God. St. Paul went one step in front of the other throughout a life of raging sea and storm all around him. The same promise is sufficient to get us, you and me, through the darkest of nights and the stormiest of days, however they might be manifested in each of our lives. And personally, I can't think of a better Father's Day present. Not just for the Father's present, but for all of us. Because that is the promise that's made through our Lord Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit in each of your lives and mine. A blessed Father's Day to fathers present today and prayers of thanksgiving for those who are no longer with us. Amen.